Are you done being ill yet? Um, no. Oh, well. It's uh, the thing is, is I, I feel fine. I, I'm st- I'm still getting a bit tired, but like I don't feel like foggy headed. I've got a runny nose or anything. I've just got this really annoying cough that happens when I talk. Uh, which is good. It's, for good for podcasts. It's good that that's not your only job for the next, what, 40 minutes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, talking. Let's watch some cartoons. <laughs> I can watch. Well, you do that bit. <laughs> you do the watching, I'll right. do the talking. Okay. Okay, let's do this. All right. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And uh, last week we uh, managed to get through 40 minutes with uh, Pepe Le Pew not sexually assaulting anyone. That was uh, a I mean, that is always revolution. a bonus. If you can get through 40 minutes without Pepe Le Pew sexually assaulting somebody, that's a win. It's You're on, you're on the up. Exactly, yeah. That, 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 that's a good day. Chalk that one up as a win. Uh, we saw the origin of uh, Bugs's. Uh, TARDIS powers. Yeah, that, uh, that was quite a big moment. From I, I, I'm not sure if we made as big a deal over it as, you know, Well, I think it's because was. it wasn't the discovery of the powers. It was <coughs> just like, that's where he got that from. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's an interesting one. It was like, it was like, it's confirmed something and we've got a little bit of an anchor in the Bugs timeline. Yeah. Because we know he doesn't start jumping around until uh, 1948. Yeah. Uh, which means pretty much that any episodes after October 1948, we can't presume it's a Bugs before Powers. Yeah. Because he, he definitely has them. Yes, yeah, he's, de- he's definitely got them, yeah. Uh, so, so that like, he gives us an anchor in that regard. Yep. Uh, we saw Foghorn Leghorn uh, dragged away for dinner again uh, by Henry Hawk, but, yeah. you know, we presume that won't, that won't take. Uh, we never really see what happens when they get a giant rooster the size of a basset hound <laughs> you're never getting that back, back to i mean back uh, like the thing is, is what what kind of oven must they have to think that that's but it's only henry hawk and i think maybe it's one of those things you know when you're a kid everything seems bigger yeah so he, he's just like oh oven's Everything's massive yeah, like, yeah i must be able to get anything in there get a house in there but you know as an adult you go that's it's not gonna fit is it it's just not. It's not going to pan out. So it's not going to fit. You never got that in there. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's the the lay of the land currently. Uh, we're still on Clone Watch, uh, yeah. Cinecolor Clone Watch. Uh, so uh, for any uh, hectares, uh, and that's going to be immediately relevant mm. uh, in our first episode today, uh, which is called Daffy Dilly. Uh, it's a Daffy Duck uh, Daffy Duck number from uh, October thirtieth, nineteen forty eight. Uh, but it's uh, Cinecolor. Yeah. It's also apparently edited into Daffy Duck's Quack Busters in 1988. So in 1988, we need to look at that because we have to assume that it's not actually an episode happening. It's an edited version of this. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. But we've come across this sort of thing before where they haven't, you know, they went, oh, it's a sequel. And it's had nothing to do with it. Or, you know, it's later known as this and it's again had nothing to do with but that's it. something we're going to have to pay attention to in the in the, in the distant future yeah, of 1988 that's a while away uh but right now uh join us we're watching daffy dilly which is a daffy duck number from october 30th 1948 
Chaffee needs to stop believing everything he hears on the uh, on the old wireless. He really does, because like he got suckered right into that. Yeah, so Daffy appears to have, uh, well, found himself a job as a salesman of like of joke products. Uh, yeah, he's a bit he's Del Boy in it a bit, isn't he? He's he's he, I'd have thought he'd be really good at that, but no one seems to be stopping for it. No. Um, but then he hears on the radio that uh, JP someone. Uh, a multi-millionaire uh, has been quoted as saying that he would give a million dollars for one good laugh before he dies. He yeah. hasn't laughed in 50 years, apparently, yeah. and he's on his deathbed. Um, so Daffy <coughs> sees this opportunity. He scoots on over there where he meets the butler, uh, which I think I think he was called Godfrey, Yeah. Um, uh, and spends most of the episode just trying to get into the house past the butler who doesn't want him there. No. Um, uh, and then in the end, he gets into the house by uh, basically uh, <laughs> going full Humphrey Bogart and uh, saying basically that he's overheard the butler and the maid. Uh, yeah, we didn't gonna, see at any point. Say they're saying they're going to do someone in and uh, skip the country to Rio de Janeiro uh, and uh, make such a convincing job of it that yeah. the dog's worried. And uh, skips the like, yeah, know, but skips what, town. What I found weird was he was packing his stuff up. He sticks a big old red beard on a hat <laughs> and takes his back at all. Does he always leave the house with the big red beard on? <laughs> I don't know. Like why, like, why is he in disguise? But in the end, Daffy goes up there to do his uh, his skit for the millionaire. Yeah. He falls through a cake uh, on his way in, yeah. and that cheers the millionaire up no end. Uh, Daffy's annoyed to- because he hasn't. Uh, he, he yeah. doesn't hasn't even started. Yeah, his he hasn't started his bit. And then we leave with Daffy, uh, basically, uh, seemingly in a job where his only role is to receive custard pies to the face, yeah. which the millionaire throws at him after making a miraculous recovery. Yeah. So I mean, what strikes me as odd is this: this dog, the millionaire, hasn't laughed in fifty years, <laughs> and all it took was somebody falling through a cake. <laughs> And that was it. He was, he was been trying. Like, yeah, like, just laughing his tits off. Like, where's that? How has that happened? How can, you, how can that be the only thing you've found funny in 50 years? And how has that not happened in 50 years? And how have you not, like, because he was very entertained by the throwing a pie at someone yeah. bit. Has it's he like, never seen that gag? In 50 years, if he was really in pursuit of a laugh, yeah. he would have tried that. Well, because the thing is, that's a classic gag. Yeah. That's a classic cartoon gag. How has that never come up before? But I, he hasn't what, been trying. But I think I think Godfrey, the butler, was mm. quite uh, protective of him. I think he uh, like sort of probably keeps him sort of shut in the house. Yeah, possibly because he wasn't letting anyone visit either. No, he wasn't. And um, we never saw this maid. This maid doesn't exist. But did you notice um, what the millionaire looked like? You know, notice who he looked like. I did notice who he looked like once. It certainly once he got better. Mm. Like I thought it when I first saw him. I thought, is that our is that our clone for this? This yeah. episode, he looks a lot like. And Hector. then when he's just up, he's like he's he's bra- he's another brown Hector. Yeah, so it's just like it's a constant clone watch. I was wondering if he, because uh, it didn't say how he became a millionaire. No, and, he and I, old. he's on his deathbed. Yeah, and he started. Do you think cloning people? Yeah, do you, like, like, that's it. do you think he's the head of cynical? Uh, and he's like the one that maybe started the whole thing. Yeah, and I, that's I, why he's a millionaire. Or, so, or at least like, well, who started? Whoever's actually doing the cloning because it's not necessarily cynical. Cynical is the front. Yes, right? but um, yeah, that that was where my mind went as well. So, do you think he's the original? Yeah, I think he's the original. And maybe he's cloning for body parts. 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe he just maybe he's gonna like sort of like um He's doing it for body surrogates parts. or like yeah. uh or like being John Malkovich. Yeah. Where he's just gonna inhabit He's going yeah. to have his mind. We're, we're, whereas Cinecolor, you know, the, 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 whatever organisations behind Cinecolor have started taking it down the super soldier route, maybe without him noticing. You know, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's the benefactor. Yeah. But, he, like, he started it for medical purposes. Yeah. And they've taken it a step and further. And now just... he's on his way out. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we'll see it maybe settle down a bit uh, or if we'll see, uh, you know, at least the, the at super least sol- yeah. soldiery part of it stamped out. I mean, unless they're keeping that on the down low, you know. Because I don't even know that he was doing it for himself. Like, uh, no. like I think he, he would just be the guy who initially started it, gave, all. Started it all and gave it to your neighbour. I, I reckon it's probably for, for a, a good reason. And uh, maybe it's been taken away from him. Possibly. You've uh, got to be careful who you hire. Yeah. When you're talking about cloning. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. I mean, uh, that, that's what I've always been told. Careful who you hire. If you ever start a cloning business, careful who you hire. <laughs> just, it was some good it, advice. It will get increasingly difficult. <laughs> it was just good sauce. <laughs> By whom? Uh, some guy, you know. It's just some dude. Just some guy on the street. I thought it was a bit odd at the time. You just were accepting... Uh, I was accepting good accepting advice. good advice from all... all yeah, all. I had a sign. We'll accept all good advice. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good policy. I know, like. right? Uh, so, um, Godfrey then, the butler. Now, I, I enjoyed him. Yeah, uh, he was fun. I, yes. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, like, he poshed to the point of speech impediment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just why, why does he not want Daphne in the house unless he's, uh, somehow in cahoots with those who have taken uh, the business possibly. down a different path and he's trying to keep, uh, old JP out of the know. He yeah. doesn't want him seeing the news and stuff. So that's why they don't have the wireless. And that's probably why he hasn't laughed in 50 years. No, probably not. But ah, do you think they're the ones who made a meal? Maybe. I mean, the thing is, why would you make a meal? Why wouldn't you just off him? Poise, off him? And also, 50 years is a long time. Like... I don't yeah. think he. I don't think he lost track of his company fifty years ago. No, no. I think like I think he's recently got like because if you're getting into a business at that level, you know you're going to be you know pretty hard nosed. You're not going to be giggling away the, the office, are you? Yeah, yeah. I think I yeah. I think I have to rule that out. But I, I just can't quite pin why Godfrey is doing that, especially when we know that it's gone out on the radio that there's going to be people coming to try and make him laugh for a million dollars. Yeah. And these turns just turns. But again, 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 it was that—that that was hearsay. It was just he's been quoted as saying that. Yeah, but that's still like a load of people are gonna. Thought, it it wasn't like an idea. invitation. Yeah, but yeah, but people are still gonna take it as one. Yeah, like, a load of people. But, but, but like, like Daffy like, will have shown up. Yeah, well, but maybe a load of people before Daffy had shown up, and Godfrey was just sick of them. Yeah, I suppose so. But he definitely doesn't want him revived. That's no, the, that's no, the no, thing. no. He doesn't. So I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking you're right. I think he is working for the organisation behind Cinecolor. We do need to give this guy's a name. I can't keep referring to them as the organisation behind Cinecolor. We, well, we, like, we, like, we still like, just call them Cinecolor, but it's like... Yeah. But Cinecolor is like the front, because that's, that's how they, um, like, cover up the fact that there's there's all these different coloured versions of the same character. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we're just colouring We're just colouring them, we're calling them different. We're just colouring in. You have no problem with your pop shield there? 
Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to try and get to the end of the segment without mentioning it, so I didn't have to edit I've, out you asking me about the pop shield. But I've, I've, I've mentioned you it. Pissed, no. pissed, you pissed that. <laughs> I didn't pissed know what you the, wanted. You pissed that out of the wall, haven't you? Behind the veil. <laughs> oh, pop film. The showbiz life <laughs> we lead. Uh, so, yeah, it's an interesting... It's interesting to put a face and a name to the, the, clone, the yeah. cloning uh, issue, but I think uh, we should probably uh, move on. Uh, the next one's called Kit for Cat. Uh, Kit as in Kit Kat. Yeah. Cat as in not in Kit Kat. Yeah, weird. Uh, yeah, Kit or Cat. It's an Elmer Fudd and Sylvester number from November the 6th, 1948. And uh, as we've had many times before, this is supposedly a follow-up to 1944's Hair Force. But often when it says that, it's nothing I to do with really it. don't see where they're coming no. from. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so convinced it's got nothing to do with it that I'm not even going to go No, I think, we, I, think we, well, I think we do have to yeah? have a snoop at Hair Force. But, okay. uh, but let's, well, let's, uh, let's, go for, uh, let's go straight in for uh, Kit for Cat, November 6th, 1948. Let's do it. So it was another one of those episodes where it's basically the same episode, but with different people in it. Yeah, so like they say it's a follow-up, and it's not really. It's just it didn't feel like it similar. was replacing anything, though. It's no. just a, this, a similar thing happening. Yeah. Uh, so just... in this, so Hair Force was an episode where uh, there's an old lady and a dog, and Bugs is out in the cold, and uh, the old lady lets him into the house. Yeah. Um, the dog doesn't like this, uh, and it's yeah, basically each them of trying them to kick trying each to get other the other out. one yeah get kicked out. Um, so in this case, it's Sylvester and a little uh, kitten yeah. <laughs> uh, who both live on the streets and Elmer uh, lets them both in, but he says he can only keep one cat. Now, yeah. that seems odd to me because looking at his house and his clothes, Elmer is in the money. He's done pretty well for himself, hasn't he? Now, when was the last time we saw Elmer Fudd? Like, when was it? Um, <laughs> let's have a little look. It can't have been that long ago. I just... Can't remember what his situation was last time. Oh, it was quite long ago. It was, it was a while. Uh, oh, good. Oh, there we go. Black Alley Uproar. Uh, so he was living in like a, a little flat. Yeah. In that one. Yeah, he was. So I want. I, so something's happened between <coughs> when Sylvester was annoying him in an alleyway. To now. And he didn't recognise Sylvester. No, he didn't. But then he was basically asleep for most of that episode. Like he, he probably didn't get a good look at the, you know. Yeah. A, 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 a proper like recall of Sylvester's big red nose. And, yeah, I mean you know. the thing is, is he's pretty distinctive. You would recognise him. Yeah, but apparently not. But something's happened between that where Elmer's not good at recognising things, though, is he? No, no, never has been. Uh, where Sylvester was annoying Elmer, and now where Elmer's in a big nice house, he's going around his dressing gown, smoking jacket, longs about. Yeah, I mean like. I couldn't tell if it was the kitten running round the room and the camera panning round, uh, possibly. or if he's got a lot of chaise longs in that house. Who knows? In a big long room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, he does have a big house, though. But it's a big house. It's, it's pretty fanciful. Uh, and basically, uh, Sylvester's trying to get the kitten kicked out. The kitten's trying to get Sylvester kicked out. Yeah. Uh, and he gets increasingly more raucous and noisy uh, until 
Elmer loses his rag and goes, right, I've decided who's leaving this house. And uh, then there's a, the door opens and he's handed an eviction. Uh, yeah, so somebody else says, I've decided I've who's decided leaving. leaving yeah. And he hands Elmer an eviction notice. So this this stint of, uh, of wealth seems to have been somewhat short-lived. Uh, I don't know why he doesn't have any money at the end, though. Do you think it's an experience? It might be an experience because, like, this means that he was being allowed to live in the house. Yeah. To my mind. Yeah. Because in the end, he's on the streets with Sylvester and the little kid. Still got his dressing gown. He still got his dressing gown yeah. and his slippers going on. <coughs> um. But yeah, he's clearly not in the money anymore. No. So you've got to ask whether he was ever in the money or if he's just charitably being allowed to live in a house. Had he pulled the similar gambit days before? Yeah. Pretended he was just out in the cold and a guy had let him in. Who knows? And, and yeah, he'd been allowed to live there rent free for a bit. Exactly. Uh, I did think we got one uh, age old question answered, though. What's that? Because at one point, the kitten has a rifle or yeah. a shotgun, and uh, like, presumably Elmer's. And uh, Sylvester sticks his finger in the end of it yeah. and, like, stops bullets coming out. And this, to me, has answered the age old question of why Elmer is so surprised. When he points a gun at someone and something dies. <laughs> yeah, and something dies. He's not firing anything. No. No, he's just blanks. He's never intended to kill any of them. Elmer fires blanks. Elmer fires blanks. For, That's uh, the like, statement for yeah, today. Uh, both literally and presumably figuratively is, is it him being an egg. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. I presume he hasn't got much working downstairs. Uh, also, we've never really seen him um, pursue... Uh, no. A, a, a relationship or any sort of sexual uh, desire? No, like, and and we do. He's also one of the know. few that hasn't been suge- seduced at least briefly <coughs> by bugs dressing as a lady. That is true. <laughs> like, but we do now also know the answer to the question of what came first, the egg or the Elmer, and it's the egg. It's the egg. The egg came first. Well, we we knew that already. We did, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I was like, ah, oh, he never intended. Like that's changed my view of Elmer. I think, yeah, because also he's very quick to anger. Normally, but that's probably why Lords has gone with blanks. Yeah, because he's like, I, I, think he I know knows, I'm. He knows that angered. about himself. Yeah, and also I think it's just a way of him going to blow off steam. Yeah, like he just wants to use it as a stress relief. Yeah, exactly. He goes out hunting, but never intends to kill anything. Exactly. He he doesn't mind having an unsuccessful hunting trip. He got to fire his gun about. Yeah, and be the big know, man. Be the big man, and you know, just work off some stress. What's stressing him out? I don't know, that's because it. he's a. Uh, He's a benefits fraudster. Yeah, he's pretty chill. Constantly claiming off his, uh, <coughs> his from his egghead uh, ex- experience catalogue. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they're going to catch on one day, though. Well, maybe this is what this is what's just happened. Oh, you reckon that the, the he eviction... lived a, he lived a little bit too large, yeah, and they finally caught up with him and gone, "You're out, you're out in the street." Yeah, well, like maybe it's because he's been in that house a bit too long. They're like, no, no. Egghead can last that long. Like, there's got to be something going on. Do you here. have proof of income? Yeah. Do you have proof of the fact you are actually an egghead? Yeah. Did you have proof of being like, <laughs> you know, uh, still, still just an egg on a on a false yeah. body? Yeah. It's like pro- prove it. Let's let's pinprick your finger and see if you bleed. And they try and open his dressing gown, and he yeah. goes no, and he covers no. it up, and, he, and then he just accepts the eviction notice body. and leaves. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out because I think. I think might have to go get a real job. Yeah, I think his I think his time on on welfare yeah is well and truly ended. I think maybe it has. I don't think there's much else to take from that episode. I don't, I, 
I, I don't think so. It was it was a fun episode to watch, but there was yeah, there's no a big little bit like you know uh, Elmer's arc has progressed. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's I, I like I like following Elmer's arc. It's, it's yeah. like he's got some ups and downs, and we know he's like instrumental in whatever the bug's agenda is. And he, so. he just generally seems to be a, an all right guy. That's yeah, he's just a pretty nice dude. Like, yeah, he gets he gets angry occasionally, but you know yeah, that's fair enough. He fine, loads his gun with blanks. Yeah, he's he's an okay guy. Uh, so uh, let's move on to uh, your favourite boy then. Uh, oh, back to Daffy. him. It's a it's a Daffy heavy uh, episode this week. Uh, we're watching the stupor salesman. Uh, so he's carrying on. It mm. sounds like yeah. in in his salesman, in his salesman role. bit. Yeah, uh, it's a Daffy Duck number from November twentieth, nineteen forty eight. I think this is the longest we've ever seen Daffy Duck stick at a job. Yeah, I mean... He's, Two consecutive <laughs> episodes. He's great. He's not a very good salesman, though. No, it surprises me. Yeah, because you'd think he'd be able to sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> is, that, is that a phrase? Yeah. I mean, Have you never heard that phrase before? No. Oh. Well, no, that's it. I mean, I don't think it's a phrase I've just made up. Because I've got memories of that. <laughs> Fair enough. So, You've said it before. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like, he strikes me as he should be like a pretty good, a pretty good salesman. But yeah, he's cause but, he's, gabby, uh, he's he? picking the wrong crowd. That's the thing. Like beforehand, and like in the last episode, he was trying to sell to what looked like kind of rush hour office traffic, and he's yeah, trying to sell was... stuff. This one, he was trying to sell to slugs, <laughs> slug, <laughs> a bank robber. I think it was just slug McSlug. Ah, uh, yeah, slug McSlug. But he's, he's, you know, a notorious bank robber, just robbed a bank and has gone to his hideout, where Daffy has, for some odd reason, got decided to go... Got a lift from the go, police. Yeah, got a lift from to the, the middle state of nowhere. cops. Yeah, to a house, which is boarded up, to try and sell something, anything, to whoever's inside. He didn't care who, who or what he And he sells. has a lot of stuff in that case. Like, yeah. he's not... He's diversified. But he opens one, with it was an electric just, buzzer. Yeah. He opens by saying hello with the electric buzzer in his hand. Yeah, the same electric buzzer from the first one. The 200 volt number. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a bit harsh. Yeah, so, like, yeah, so Slug McSlug has robbed a bank and he's escaped. Uh, <coughs> he's gone to his hideout. Yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere. He puts up, like, a uh, a sort of landscape of, like, a waterfall over yeah, the road. Yeah, which has a tap And then the turns the tap on uh, yeah. and it runs down the road. That's uh, not there later. But yeah, that's why it's like okay, right? I guess we're gonna make that look like a river, not a not a road. Yeah. You know, that's that's that makes toon sense. And then Daffy just like there's not even a bit where Daffy sees it or where anyone goes. Oh, no, that's like, like the cop car pulls up. When you see from the point of view of the, the cop house. car, you can just see the house. <laughs> and from the house, he looks at the thing, and you can see the cop car at the end of the drive. Must have it on the other side. I think it's just on a different path somewhere. Yeah. And then he put loads of signs up saying no trespassing, none of this. Daffy obviously sees none of them. Like, and they say, like, no salesman, like that sort of stuff. Daffy sees none of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Daffy would care, but no, I still but think it odd that, like, he's got a lift out of the city to this one house. Yeah, by the And cops. when the door's shut on him, Daffy just sits down outside and reads an entire book on aggressive sales yeah. techniques. And it's like, just, you've really got your heart set on Slug McSlug, haven't you? Just, yeah. That's just he's like, no, I want to sell this. He doesn't do door thing. to door. He just does door. Yeah. And he's that's like, I'll it. be at this door until you buy something. 
so yeah, he keeps trying to sell him stuff. He keeps basically breaking into the house through various means. He's got a tiny helicopter at one point. Don't yeah. know why he didn't use that earlier. Uh, well, no, because the helicopter is only for when you need to get into buildings that you're not supposed to be getting into. Uh, it's but, not for transport. But what surprises me at that point is like, uh, like, because at that point, because he also has an elevator that comes up into the building out of the ground, yeah. which I presume he's borrowed from bugs. I guess so. Right. But suddenly, about halfway through, like these are all things that Slug McSlug I thought would be very interested in purchasing. Yeah, an elevator that can he has just pop ammo out of the for his, He has ammo for his gun. Yep. He has a yeah, but the thing vest. is, is he doesn't he doesn't sell that. No, but to like slugs, he, he just he just goes here. Try this for size. Yeah, but my point is like, like Slug just doesn't let up. Slug doesn't want any of it. It's like this no. is all useful stuff for you. And he's got a lot of money. He had a he's just robbed a bank. Yeah, he's, he's, got he's, some, he's, he's got some spending cash, hasn't he? Exactly. Bit of pocket money. Uh, yeah, he's not interested. Uh, by some means, the gas on the oven gets turned on. Uh, well, Daffy at one point decides to show how good the lighter is from the company. Yeah. Turns the gas on and then fails to, to light, light the, lighter the lighter. And it just starts filling up the house. Yeah. But he the drops, gas is visible. He drops the lighter when he gets kicked out. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the dog, Slug McSlug, he's intrigued. By the lighter. lighter. And he tries it and manages to light it and the house blows up yeah. while Daffy's outside. And then Daffy tries to sell him a house to go on his doorknob. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like, I know what you want. You need a house to go with this doorknob. But the gas is visible. Yeah, it's green. It's like Pepe Le Pew stink. Yeah. How didn't Slug see this? Well, I don't know. I, do you think that might be a trick of the light that's only through the portal? Uh, possibly, it could be. Because can they see Pepe Le Pew stink, for instance? Or Like, when, when Pepe Le Pew... F- floats along a scent yeah can is he that see the visible? scent uh. or can we see the scent yeah no that's fair enough like, is, is, is the light coming through the portal lighting up gases that they can't see but we can yeah if they look at yeah if they, <coughs> they look our way can they see green gas yeah like we, fart we, vapour yeah <laughs> yeah exactly for example so so that's what you know from this is that you know through the portal you can see uh, invisible gases yeah so it's not useful. No, uh, but it's worth noting. We know that they can't see necessarily see all things that we can see. Yes, like there is a, there is a distortion visually. Um, that is interesting, actually. Because uh, what else? What else can we see that they can't? Exactly. Like how no. much have we gone? Why doesn't he just do this or that? Yeah, and it's because we can they see can, it and yeah. they can't. So actually, that is more interesting than I think we first gave it credit for. Yeah. That, that that opens up a whole world of different stuff. So I have to think about it. Like anything that seems like just a weird visual effect. Yeah, it's like, well, was is that what they're seeing? Yeah, or are we seeing? Because we've seen that sort of thing before when things have seen stars and stuff like that. Like, are they actually seeing that sort of thing? Yeah, because sometimes they grab them. Yeah. So I think we're pretty sure if there's birds around. Yeah, they act, birds actually the birds manifest. actually turn up. So that's a job. Yeah. They're on call 24-7. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, boop, there you go. Does everyone have their own birds, do you reckon? Or do and you I, reckon I, I, they, I, just, I, they, they, they just get out real quick? Yeah, well, I, I, I think they've got um, like some sort of like teleportation ability that allows them to go, right, you guys, uh, you know, team one, you're there. Team two, you're there. And, you know, Someone's they snap in. And then they have to make their own way home, but they get to claim that as, uh, you know, from the company. They'll get the bus tickets or something like that. Like, teleportation only works one way. We have a 415 in Sector 4. Anvil dropped from great height. Yeah. Go. Please dispatch. Yeah. And and then, you know, depending on kind of how big the concussion is, depends on how many birds get sent out, the colour of the birds, that's got to change. Um, but, like I say, I think the birds have to make their own way home. Yeah, I reckon so. Do, they, do you think they get like, uh, like, 
I reckon they get a travel 12, allowance. 12 cents a gallon or whatever. Yeah, well, I reckon they get... Like, 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 48, like, that'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, I, I reckon it's, you know, they probably make their own way home. Like, it's it's up to them how they do, but they get an allowance, a travel allowance. Or, have you seen the people on the motorways uh, that are holding, like, red number plates? No. Okay, so... Tell me about this. Right, okay, so... Um, the like car salesmen, if you buy a car from somewhere, you can get them to drive it to your house. And what they do is they put they've got their own number plate, which is specific to them. Right. As a person. And they put it over the front or in the back of the car to show that they're insured on that vehicle as they drive it down. But then what they do is the company will give them a certain amount of money to get back. But you see them hitchhiking and they'll hold their number plates, yeah. these red number plates. And what that tells you know anybody who's picking up hitchhikers that this person is a professional and they're just trying to get so they're not going to murder you in the car. I right. mean, they might, but... I've know, never the- seen this. And, oh, really? Uh, like, you've gone really oddly deep into it. I mean, I asked you to, but like... Uh, <laughs> you did, I, yeah. I suddenly realised that we've been speaking about this. About... <laughs> When you buy a car and uh, these guys can drive it to your house so they're insured and then they sort of hitchhike back. But, you know, it's, yeah. and I realised that I'd lost all track of why we were talking about it. I realised now it's to do with the birds. It's the, it's the birds and, and how they get the head. So I'm thinking they might have some form of ID, you know, which gets them, you know, certain like, got discounts on travel and stuff like that because, you know, they've been teleported potentially, you know, hundreds of miles away from their uh, place of work. Yeah. They get a so. bus pass. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. Sorry to. <laughs> you did ask, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you had that in depth of an answer. I, I know, right? It's weird. <laughs> it's just like, well, here's how I do it if I was running the birds that fly around your head company. <laughs> yeah, I'd do it like that. <laughs> in 1948. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> Uh, uh, I think I think uh, that's a good note to end on then because I think if that's the kind of if that's the kind of depth we're getting into on things that didn't even happen in this episode <laughs> then then there is potential for this this episode to go to on to just for, spin out of control, out of control. <laughs> I see, like there's no birds even in that episode yeah exactly it's not even uh. It didn't even happen in that episode, no. and we know now what their uh, like expenses scheme yeah. is. How they get to and from work. So uh, I think we're going to call it there. Um, as ever, if you're enjoying the show, please, please uh, take a moment of your time to give us a review, especially if you listen on iTunes. It really helps out our visibility. Yeah. Um, and, and we know you're out there listening on iTunes. Oh, we do. We, we got we got the stats. Um, uh, otherwise, yeah, please just leave us ratings, leave us reviews wherever you listen to it. Um, uh, otherwise, just tell people like if you enjoy it, and you know, like it's very likely that other people you know, well, if you enjoy those people, yeah. then they're going to enjoy some similar things to you. I had an idea, you know, from last week's uh, word butter. <laughs> yeah, okay. If, if idea is a really strong word for if, that. If was. you work in an alphabetic spaghetti factory, please just for a couple of cans, just start putting in the words. Follow the Space Jam continuum. Just those letters. Yeah. And have it so that when it pours out, it pours out in that way. I'm assuming you've got that ability. Cue them up. Yeah. I'm like, t- so. You put sort of put them in a little tube that you pour <laughs> up in the can. Yeah. So or we- maybe if you work at Love Hearts, you know, the people who make Love Hearts. Yeah. Just, just print, print uh, out a couple sw- of the Love Hearts. Is that swizzles? Swizzlers? Yeah, something, Swizzler, like that. something like that. If you can, I know this is very targeted, 
but just get just do a couple for us, will you? Because you be can great. just put the name of the podcast in that because it's already got a heart around it. Exactly. And it just says the Space Jam Continuum. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Yeah, so it does work <laughs> in the Love Hearts Factory and you can just... Bash out a couple of those. Bash out a couple of those for us yeah. and uh, that, that will help us out a great deal. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, just uh, thank you for listening and uh, we'll uh, see you all next week. Yeah, we will. It is a dark and stormy night, the wind lashing down and you're facing against your greatest challenge yet. A player who's gone in the wrong direction. We've all been there, you've got our story planned out, and this player heads off in the wrong direction and you've got nothing to fill that gap. Well, my name's Rob and I've started a podcast to help you. The podcast is called Lawmasters and each week I bring you something for your game. It could be a hook, it could be an object, it could be a person, it could be a city, it could be a whole story arc. If you're a dungeon master and you want some inspiration, please check us out wherever you find podcasts. And remember, you're not alone.